Hello guys and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Um, as you might have heard, just to touch on on past episodes, we have a new sponsor and support. Um, it's local Portland Cafe Lido Lada. Um, we'd like to thank them for all their support and for backing the show and for you know really instilling a lot of trust and belief in us and continue the show and provide valuable content with us. If you want a great coffee, some excellent food and some even better service, please keep going down and show your love and support for Lido Lada Cafe Portland. On this episode, I have surfer Liam O'Brien. Liam is an extra cool, chilled-out dude. I've really enjoyed this chat we had a few weeks ago on Zoom. Um, he's based in Goldie, and he was so close to joining the Pro Surf League last year. Um, so we talk about his experiences about hitting back and what's in store for him after making it so close to the Pro Tour. Um, we talk about how coronavirus has impacted him and his career and what's next for him. We look at the future of Aussie surfing and who he thinks is up and coming, his best places to surf and his mentality going into competing. Liam's a really cool dude and I think a lot of people, not just surfers, but everyone in general get a lot out of this and his attitude and dedication towards the sport of surfing. He's an ultra cool dude. I really enjoy this one. Let me know what you all think. Subscribe, like, send us a DM and show us some support. If not, just let us know some feedback. We're happy to improve it as much as we can. We love you all, guys. Enjoy. Oh, and this one's an absolute belter. viewers, listeners, Snake Edwards on the recorder here. This one's a belter. Liam O'Brien, welcome to a chat with Pat, mate. Appreciate you giving up your time, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. No, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Heaps. We finally got there in the end, but yeah, making it work, <laughs> even though due to restrictions, I was bloody ready to fly up and meet you, but <laughs> all good. All good, my man. And you're still pretty raw as well, aren't you? Pretty young. So you're 21? Yeah, I'm, I'm 20. I turned 20. 21 this year. Jeez, gee. When did um, <laughs> surfing... Like, when did surfing really start to kick off for you, mate? How did you kind of get into it? Um, I got into it because my dad surfed. Uh, so he, he pretty much handed me, handed me the, um, the love and passion for the sport. <laughs> yeah. And then kind of just sort of started doing the odd comp when I was a, a young kid and mm. enjoyed doing it. And, um, yeah, I haven't really stopped since then. Yeah, yeah, unreal. Now, I can imagine that when, like, surfing... It's like obviously being from Portland, you're quite familiar um, with it, but <coughs> excuse me, servants quite the lifestyle. I could imagine there's quite a difference in competing and lifestyle in, in surfing. Is that, am I wrong in saying that or? No, definitely not. I mean, yeah. most people for them, surfing is just a, um, I guess a leisure activity. And that's, I mean, even for people that compete, it, it kind of is that too. It's like a, it's like a bit of a way of life almost, you, you know, competitions you, you do them and and obviously that's something you focus on but it's a unique sport in that you can go into a comp and then lose and then go and go back out and go surfing again yeah i haven't played many tennis matches but i'd imagine if you lost tennis you probably wouldn't go and play a match again straight afterwards <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot harder than, <laughs> lot harder than surfing. um and so you talked about just then about how you're just kind of on the edge of now, correct me if I'm wrong, World Surf League, that's the, yeah. the big one. So yeah. what is kind of the process of trying to crack those ranks, man? Um, it's pretty simple. Um, they have well, they have the top World Surf League tour, which is the 
a, a tour of 32 people where the bottom 10 each year, the, the guys who finish in the last 10 places, they'll get cycled off that tour and on back onto the one that I'm on. And then the guys that finish in the top 10 on the tour that I'm on will make it into the um, World Surf League tour for the next year. Yeah. So um, as far as the QS goes or the qualifying series, which is what I'm doing, yeah, there's it's it's roughly tiered, but it's pretty, um, I guess, unorganised. It's There's like lots of different ranked comps, uh, the biggest being 10,000 events, yeah. 10,000 being the, the amount of points you get if you win. Mm-hmm. And pretty much they take about a hundred people in a comp. So it depends on your ranking to get into the comp, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, if you've just started, you'll be able to get into a 1000 comp because not everyone wants to do them, but because everyone wants to do the 10,000 comps, given that they bear the most points, Points. obviously the top hundred people are going to want to do the 10,000 comp. So you kind of have to be in the top hundred to get there. So, so far, I've just sort of started at the bottom and then kind of slowly worked my way up and gotten into the top 100 to do some of those 10,000 events. And then that was last, last year was my first full year in all the, um, in all the 10,000s. And then, yeah, I was just getting ready to go again this year, but obviously everything. Yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of, you know, you said you built yourself up and got into it. Um, excuse me. So recently, you mentioned the impact of COVID. How's that challenge surface at the moment? Because oh, they only just lifted the restrictions or they kind of realised that you're allowed to surf, I believe, just for a bit there. Um, luckily up here, we've been allowed to surf all oh, the while, really? which is yeah. pretty fortunate. But yeah, some places around the world, it's completely banned, which yeah. would be pretty, pretty arduous. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you went to the beach up here today, you wouldn't know anything's different. There's yeah. <laughs> everywhere. But um, as far as competitions go, it's pretty much shut down the whole thing, the whole World Surf League. And um, I dare say there won't be a comp run this year, but yeah. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. And I think like most sports, it's just pretty much um, in a pattern of, of waiting and, and reassessing yeah. each month, seeing how things are. And if there's any potential to run a contest in the future, I'm sure they'll pull the trigger. But um, yeah, at the moment, as things stand, it looks like... Uh, there won't be too many comps. <laughs> yeah. Soon, yeah. Which is a bit of a shame, but that's all right. Um, is that quite frustrating for you, mate? Being like so kind of close and then just it's kind of paused or do you have relief that I can just kind of wait for a bit and it will happen eventually and whatever happens, happens? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I've been asked that a few questions a few times actually. And I, I guess my answer is probably a little bit contrary to what you'd expect in that I'd, I'd kind of just enjoying a bit of time off. Which yeah. Is, yeah, I don't want to say I'm enjoying myself while there's the, you know, the whole thing going on. I'm, it's obviously pretty stressful and everything, but um, it's just sort of nice to stop. The last few years, I haven't really, haven't really stopped. I mean, the way the surfing season's structured, once everything ends, it's about a month away from starting again. So it's, I really enjoy it and everything, but um, it's, yeah, it definitely takes a bit out of you and you get, you get pretty tired yeah eating every week so um it's yeah it's kind of been nice just to be at home for a little while and just get into a little normal routine yeah yeah and um so yeah as we we're saying about the COVID 19 restrictions mate um you're saying you enjoyed a bit of time off and um from everything like so the last couple of years i can imagine was quite just quite a breakthrough it's quite intense 
Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, being my first year doing the the circuit was pretty a pretty cool experience. There was a lot to learn, and um, yeah, had plenty of ups and downs along the way, uh, as as expected. But uh, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. It was it was intense in the sense that um, I got close, and then I went yeah. from this sort of frivolously touring about to actually going, oh crap, I could actually make it on here. I might have to give it a genuine go. So it got a little stressful toward the end, but um, no, it was an amazing experience and yeah, definitely learn a lot. And when things resume, it'd be nice to put that to the test. Yeah. Comps. Yeah. Who was your biggest influences in surf wise growing up, mate, or even now, like that you kind of look at their style or how they present themselves in the sport. And it's like, shit, I want to be like that. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I used to, watch a lot of Dane Reynolds videos, who's a, a, a pretty famous surfer from America. And um, I used to really enjoy watching his surfing and kind of obsess over what he did and, and how he rode waves. But then obviously more local, um, Adam Robbo surfing is yeah. incredible from down in Portland. And um, yeah. I, yeah, I used to idolize him a lot. And then up at up home or up here at Burley, um, Jay, Jay Bottle Thompson is one of sort of the older guys, probably the same vintage as Adam actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's he's someone I've always looked up to as well. So fair few, and then even beyond that, there's myriad other influences that um, people have taken little bits and pieces from. But I mean, as as much as I like to watch other people and and take what I can from them, I also don't want to just copy their style yeah. and rip them off. So <laughs> got to try and um, create my own sort of technique when I, where I can. Yeah, yeah, I can't. How would you describe the way you surf, mate? Like, I've read a couple articles on how you said, I don't know, I think it was something stuck out that, like, you kind of wanted to get a bit more aerials and you're not quite, you know, something you wanted to improve or something like that. A couple of articles like that. Um, Yeah, definitely. It's actually, with this time off, it's been nice to use to try and improve. (laughs) But, yeah. That's cool you look at it that way. Yeah, for sure. There's always a positive angle. but no, I, I don't know. I just generally stick to the face. Yeah. <laughs> face surfer. <laughs> now, I can imagine that surfing's taken you quite a bit of places, mate, like travel-wise. Yeah. Is that kind of one of the most enjoyable things about it all was a lifestyle and sport? Oh, for sure. It's an unreal part. Um, I mean, you wouldn't get that opportunity in a lot of other sports and careers. So, yeah, yeah. I'm extremely grateful for that, to be able to travel around. And... Um, and funnily, a, a, well, one of the learning curves um, from the last year was just to sort of try and enjoy, enjoy traveling, enjoy the journey and, and um, taking in the place a little bit. It's especially when you, yeah. you've gone somewhere to compete, it's pretty easy to just go from your hotel room to the beach or wherever, wherever you're staying and not really go anywhere else. So that's also been, a, you know, a bit of a, a learning curve to try and actually get out and make the effort to sort of, you know, use, use the, um, the opportunity to travel as much as the opportunity to compete. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that a lot, like the go hand in surf culture, man, like there's always waves around the world. <laughs> there's always, yeah. there's water everywhere. Yeah. Like, and we can take you a lot of places and why not just embrace like a culture or a travel or something along the way. It seems. To yeah. hundred percent. And then by the same token, that also takes your mind off the comp a little comps a little bit and, um, you know, relieves a bit of stress. So, it's, it's always a positive to just take it all in and, and um, make the most of the place. Yeah. yeah. What's been your favourite place, mate? To, as, a, as a place um, and then it's to surf? 
As a place, that's a hard one. To surf, I'd say Hawaii. That's pretty hard to go past. Yeah. Just for the, the, the sheer volume of waves and the amount of swell it gets, it's pretty hard to beat. I mean, you just get perfect waves every day in the season. I mean, it does, it's pretty crowded and challenging at times, but I really like that place and it's pretty special. Um, as a place, though, to be honest... <laughs> The more I travel, the more I like Australia. <laughs> yeah, nothing beats it. There's nothing better. Eh? Yeah, I know. I've, I've liked it a lot of places, but I think, yeah, I can't say that I've ever gone somewhere and gone, oh, this is the spot I want to move here. Yeah. I've always kind of yearned to go home. So, yeah. so I, I can't. It's probably a bit of a piss poor answer to your question. <laughs> no, but, but within, within Australia, surely Portland's around there. Portland's, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a good place. It's a graduate. Oh, it is, especially after living here. It's, it's nice to think about not having to surf with 100 people every day. Yeah, that'd be get pretty intense. In Hawaii, it was pretty much the same thing you were saying, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hawaii's a similar thing. Yeah. Are they quite territorial? Like, you hear some stories, like Hawaiians, they're pretty hardcore about their surf and their culture. Is that all true or is it just... Totally pretty different. much yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> i think since they love it so much though probably yeah i mean it's understandable if you had millions of people or well, not millions but thousands of people from all over the world come to your break every year you'd probably oh. be pretty frustrated <laughs> as well so no i can understand it but at the same time they're not they're not too bad i mean if you respect them and give them their space then there's they're really nice people and there's not really any trouble but obviously if you go there with a bit of an ego and yeah, trying to, <laughs> trying to make something happen, then yeah, that's when you can come unstuck. That seems to be a bit more of the issue, doesn't it? Like when people try to, I guess, take over for lack of a better terms and surf, and it's like, and you mentioned that you know, if you go and respect it, they're going to respect you back. Like, yeah, surf. exactly. I mean, if you paddle out and you're just grateful to get a scrap or something, and you'll eventually, you know, get some better and better waves. And yeah, it's just, it's that whole over there, they really live and die by the, the mantra of respect and, um, I mean, there's the everyone there is really, really nice. It's just they don't take any crap, pretty much. Yeah. And did you pretty much do the whole like island? Did you get around? Did you travel Hawaii pretty fairly good? Did you stay there for long? Not really. No, I've um, I've spent a lot of time on the North Shore of Oahu, yeah. but oh, beyond that, I've, about North Shore, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's incredible waves in all the islands. Um, but yeah, I've never really ventured beyond the North Shore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, and speaking of that kind of that mindset of that territorial, like, I guess st- somewhat stereotypical but true surfing lifestyle. Gold Goldie's a bit like that in a sense in their history, isn't it? Um, historically, yes, yeah. but these days it's just so overrun with crowd that there's not really any hope of localism surviving. That would suck, man. Like, wouldn't it? Like with the local. <laughs> Or is that just getting too territorial in a sense? Um, oh, to be honest, I mean, I I like the idea of people being respectful in the water and I guess that territorialism is necessary to enforce that. But at the same time, I don't I don't like the the whole um, alpha male yeah. in the surf. I'd, I'd rather just sort of cruise and share waves with people. So, I mean, it's annoying that it's really crowded here, but at the same time, you don't have to fear for your life paddling out of the way yeah like, <laughs> Bravo's kind of said that on the set. like that kind of set it 
on that thing. The you know, movie Bra Boys was like, oh shit, like is it really <laughs> like this? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, like if if you're respectful and and you're not a dickhead, then you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine that in surfing, a lot would rely. You um, athletes in surf, like surfers, would rely a lot heavily on sponsors sponsorship. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, is that the main crust in it all? Uh, there's not. There's not a lot of money in surfing. Yeah, like um, so they rely on sponsorship a bit more. Yeah. There's definitely. I mean, if you're on the world tour, on the World Surf League tour, it's definitely a profession, and you can you can make a living out of it. But um, on the QS, you're pretty much fighting yeah. up your battle. Um, the prize. I mean, if you do really well, you can get by on prize money, I guess. Yeah. But if you do that well, to, if you do well enough to get by on prize money, you're probably going to be on the tour anyway. So yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where it's like you, you almost bide your time and then hope that you can get to the tour in the end. It's kind of like all the, all the, um, the profits tied up the top. So that's mm. where you gotta, gotta aim for. You make your really earn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so we mentioned sponsors, so they would have, been a tremendous support i could imagine for you over the last couple of years yeah i mean i wouldn't have been getting around the world without a sponsor um over the last few years and i've been fortunate enough to be to be looked after by billabong um for a while now and yeah i mean without without them i guess i'd just have to work and you know work when i could and save my money how i could um so it's it's really helpful having them to to support me but at the same time, there's a lot of guys that don't have sponsors that, that just work when they're home and then travel to select events and just obviously, you know, be cautious with their money and, and um, do it a little rough, but that's yeah. that's just how it is. That's the QS. <laughs> yeah, like I've definitely had, I've had a few like kind of athletes that um, I guess will say it's at your level, but they're all transferable in all different sports and it seems to be that common story where, they're like, oh shit! I'm just—it's somewhat of a sacrifice, but they all know that it's got to be done if they want to make it. And I really admire that. Like, they're, they're all plugging away, even when there's yeah. not much in it for them. It'd be so easy to just crack it, but then they don't. Like, I've had a yeah, for sure. I mean, at the same time, though, when you—you know—I guess you're doing it. It's something you really want, and I don't know. If, I think for a lot of us, it's like I don't know what else I'd do. So yeah, <laughs> this is it. This is what I want to do. So I might as well put everything into it. And um, it's. I mean, I've, I love surfing, and I love getting to travel. So it's whatever sacrifices have to be made, then I'm prepared to make them because it's yeah, it's what I what I enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah, that's unreal. So, what's it look like for the future? I don't know. Considering all this now, man, that with the COVID stuff what's has it changed much of your planning or i guess outlook on what you do next um no i guess a little um but it was i was already anticipating a pretty big break right now um okay, quite a big break in competition yeah just without yeah. the viewer scheduled so at this stage not really i'm just doing what i would normally be be doing just getting into a nice routine at home surfing training yeah doing what I can, but, um, I'm thinking that now that it's all, it's all, um, looking like it's going to be postponed for the year. It might be worthwhile trying to do some, something, um, through university and start yeah. getting, getting on the job there to That's cool. just back myself up. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's still pretty uncertain. It's just going to depend on what they decide, what the WSL decides they want to do, and uh, and what happens with the virus. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about yeah. studying? Um, I wanted to study engineering, but oh, uh, it's been a while since I've been at school. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit of brushing. I've been trying to brush up on my math skills, but yeah, yeah. I got a little while I'm to go. Sh- I'm sure you'll be fine, mate. I'm sure you'll be <laughs> <Jeez>. fine. <laughs> um, no, nah, but that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I've heard a lot of stories of people that during this time are like, oh, well, I may as well make do of what I've got. And but luckily, you've also still can just go out for a paddle and get your mind off things as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're really lucky to be able to surf at the moment. Um, but as beyond surfing, there's really not much to do. It's yeah. like, there's nothing open. There's, there's not much else going on. Yeah. So yeah, at least we've still got that. The one thing I noticed like with surfers, especially, you know, like we said, being back in Portland, a few of my good mates are surfers is that they just absolutely like froth it. Like that, that's <laughs> a, it's an infectious thing because it's all they want to do. It's all they want to talk about, you know, get up in the morning. Like a mate of mine would just get up in the morning go surf work go surf like and it was just flat out you just yeah couldn't, you couldn't you couldn't get a hold of him i just i love that like i love that how much they actually love their sport and yeah it's, it's a funny one it's it, i guess it just speaks to that idea that it's more of a, a lifestyle than a sport i mean it's pretty all-encompassing and it, it becomes a bit of a monomania almost you just <laughs> you just love doing it and i you know everything is especially in portland i think it's really cool where you can check spots and there's it's a bit of a trek to get to the beach and it's a bit more of a mission yeah <laughs> i don't know it just feels like you're accomplishing something when you yeah out there and find some waves like almost fighting the surf is nearly as good if not better than actually surfing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well, the amount of times i text him mate and he's just like just checking the surf it's just like it should be just one of those message templates that he sends automatically yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just loves it but yeah i it's know a, it's bloody sick. Like it's so infectious. It's yeah. It's really cool. Who was, who like I guess got you into surfing? Technically, was it like family, friends, or what? Like, because you could have easily, I guess your surroundings might have helped, but like you could have easily just have done other sports growing up. Did they interest you at all? Or? For sure. Um, I got into surfing through my dad. Uh, he surfed all his life, and um, yeah, he got me started. And uh, once I started, obviously, I. It's pretty hard to stop surfing. Um, but I also played AFL as a kid yeah. uh, and played until I was about 12. And then it got to the point where it was like, oh, do I want to play footy or just go surf? And I just decided I enjoyed surfing more. And so that's what I stuck with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And was there anything like in particular about team sports that you just weren't keen on? Or was it just the fact that you loved surfing more? Um, oh, I really liked playing AFL. It's, it was good yeah. fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it got to the point where I, I mean, I wasn't going to be an AFL player or anything. So <laughs> no, I, I wasn't just, yeah. as serious. I just wanted to have fun. And, and then training got really serious and there was, it just didn't seem that fun anymore. Every week yeah. it was all about winning and it was all about just trying to trounce the other team. So I don't know. I just, I just sort of grew disillusioned with it. And, yeah. um, just had more fun surfing so yeah i kind of stopped uh just because of that really just got, it got a bit too serious for me <laughs> yeah and not as many injuries in surfing as well i guess for sure yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah now 
when you I imagine you've surfed some pretty huge waves, I guess. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, you're a big wave surfer. Uh, I've had a few sessions, but I'm not going to claim to have surfed yeah. <laughs> Jaws or anything. <laughs> but well, I guess in your bigger waves, I could imagine, I've kind of thought and put myself on those, or try to imagine, because I'm not a surfer's asshole. <laughs> try to imagine the feeling. It'd be just like this intense rush, and it'd be like that would make you want to do it more. Like people talk about runners that do runners high. I can imagine there's almost that same sense of euphoria with surfing. Oh, Even exactly. In yeah, and in big conditions, you feel like you've cheated death when you come to the shore. Sometimes um, <laughs> it's funny though. It's it's everything happens so quick. Like for example, if you get a really good wave, you you almost forget it. It's like you're so engulfed in the moment, and you're so pumped up on adrenaline that your mind just switches off and when you've kicked off the wave or popped up the wave out or whatever it was you, you almost just forget and you're like i don't i don't remember what happened there it's and then you kind of go oh well, i need i want to go get another one now <laughs> i've got to go get that <laughs> feeling again. it's not like it's bizarre it's not like something that just is meticulously detailed in your mind you know and you can remember everything about it it's it's just so adrenaline fueled and and um it's yeah, definitely addicting because you want to get that feeling again. Yeah. Just, you know, you can't remember how that what happened there, but I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever had any close calls, man? Uh, surfing. Um, <laughs> I've never really. I've been lucky to never have an event where I've just come close to death. Um, I've definitely had a few wipeouts where I've gone, you know, <laughs> come up and gone. All right, that's enough. I'm going in. <laughs> that was a bit too much, but um. I've never really, I've never come close to drowning or passed out or anything. Um, I just, I guess just hit the bottom hard a few times, had some bad, bad cuts. I hit my head once in Hawaii when it was sort of pretty big. And um, that was, I guess that's probably the closest call. I think if I was any closer to the reef, I would have been in a lot of trouble, but my head luckily just sort of scraped the top of the reef. (laughs) But um, I'll be out. Yeah. I'll be just going. I'll be running. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, fingers. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it though. <laughs> keep my record clean. But yeah, I mean that's just the risk. It's all part of it. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, what's been some like if if we didn't count Goldie or Paul, and so that we can remain unbiased, what's been some of your favourite breaks in Aussie? Because Aussie is the best, like one of the best in the world. What's been some of the ones that have opened your eyes? For sure. Um sadly i haven't actually been to a lot of places in oz that i'd really want to go like um northwest australia and south australia they're two places yeah they're they're definitely some i mean i've been to west oz but never really scored it so that's that's definitely somewhere i want to put some time in but um outside of the gold coast i've gotten some pretty good waves on the north coast of new south wales i've had some good sessions um but as far as waves that stand out to me as the best i've surfed in oz I'm just trying to think <laughs> um, <laughs> i just haven't really scored anywhere yeah other than goldie really um you we'll settle <laughs> for goldie <laughs> yeah. i mean i've had I'm from Burley, so I'm obliged to say that I've had my best surfs ever at Burley. But yeah. my two favourite waves are Burley and Stratty. Yeah, that's that's where I spend a lot of my time, and it's where I yeah had a lot of fun there over the years. Yeah, yeah. Now, 
I could imagine that. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to just picture like, you know, you're talking about finding the waves and if they're just, it's like back on that frother thing. Like if the conditions aren't good, I'll just see some of my mates and the surface locally while I just get around with, it's just like they get so bummed as well for the conditions yeah. <laughs> aren't primed. Like it's, it's bloody, it's sick. And just you, you just wait for the conditions to come through and it's like, yeah, bang, they're all there. They're all pumping and it's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all part of it is agonizing it as, as it is to, kind of have to um soldier through days upon days of crappy surf it's it all makes it worthwhile when you get a good day and it all comes together and i mean the surfing itself is really fun but then that whole element is a just another dimension and it just makes it even more addictive (laughs) yeah that's the sick thing about it like going out and find oh god no it's going out and find it and getting it and just bang it makes it all more worthwhile like you mean waiting and waiting and then you get it and it's just a sick rush yeah exactly yeah yeah, it's really cool. Now, as you've, um, you know, I'm just thinking for like athletic side of things. I guess surfers have they they've started to become a bit more, and just with the modern times, athletes like proper athletes. Do you incorporate that stuff, or is it more just for you getting out surfing? Um, yeah, it's, the sports definitely come a long way, um, and yeah, for sure. Now it's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of physicality to the training that that's um, involved with it. And, um, yeah, I do, I do a fair bit of training outside of the water. Um, and it's, yeah, it's pretty common for everyone that's surfing at the moment, um, to train and to, to prepare. I mean, I do a lot of, I guess not so much like bodybuilding, but just sort of strength stuff, injury prevention stuff, mobility, obviously surfing's pretty, you need to be pretty flexible. So just stretching mobility, all that sort of stuff. But, um, there's no real better training than to go surfing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, a, it's skill in itself. Like you can't teach it. It's just the knack of going out there and doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, but I think also that ancillary stuff has really helped with, you know, strengthening yourself in a certain area. If you're yeah. a bit weak here or there, you can go to the gym and, and, you know, fix that up. And then there's also injury prevention and, and things like that, that, um, that that's been, you know, have, being out of train outside the water has been really helpful for. Yeah. But yeah, my, if the waves are good, my favorite type of training is just to go. Just get in there. <laughs> <laughs> like they say that, like there's no better way. If you want to get better, it's time to just go out and bloody do it. Like, yeah, exactly. That, that'd be even no more. Cheating it. Yeah. There's, there'll be even more so with surfing as well. For sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, like it's, surfing would be, 80 percent and outside water sorry land training would be like 20 percent if that so it's definitely still the the main thing i do um but yeah it's just nice to add things in as well to help you build your strength in different areas and and that can always help you uh surf better too and and just to mix things up and keep things fresh as well does competing add a different aspect to you like i could imagine that going out and competing for something that you want so bad could get pretty nerve-wracking yeah, for sure. It's um, I've been doing it for a fair while now, and it's almost yeah. like it's how I my relationship with competing has kind of evolved through the years. I used to get really nervous when I was a, a kid and competing, and then I've gradually kind of gradually sort of created a, a nice structured routine that I do before you know a few hours before the day before a week before a yeah. comp, and then that that sort of a, a routine will give you a lot of confidence. 
like as in preparation for yeah, yeah yeah and then also i just i guess just learning that it's not the end of the world if you lose and there's yeah. only <laughs> there's only so much you can do in the heat you can only control what you can control and if you've you know if i go out and i do everything that i i want to do and then and i still don't get through then that's that's what it is so i think these days i don't get i mean i still get nervous that's it's never yeah. going to go, I don't think. But I don't get nervous to the same degree as I used to. And I understand a lot more that I can only do what I can do. And it's no yeah. use stressing over things that are out of my control. Yeah. Because I could imagine that, oh, I could be wrong, like in surfing, for guy, there could be a lot of guys who do it for lifestyle and you'd look at them, you might have come across them and said, he could absolutely shred on the world circuit or whatever. And then there's some vice versa. There's some guys who are on that tour that just probably shouldn't be there. Is that... A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a yeah. funny one because surfing, there's so many components to competing. It's not yeah. just how good you surf once you get a wave. I mean, it's, everything's blocked into a, you know, 20 minute, 25 minute interval and you've got to be able to get your two good waves then, then and there, you can't sit there all day. I mean, you got to be out to you got to have that competitive instinct in you. I mean, I've, there's lots and lots of people that would be amazing on tour and even guys that try to get on tour and they just don't quite get there that you go how how do they not get there (laughs) i guess there's just there's so many aspects to surfing and you know there's guys on tour that make it that probably aren't as talented but full credit to them because they put in the work and they do what they have to do and they they make it it's it's funny in that sense because it's like it's almost like the great leveler the ocean just you never know what it's going to yeah (laughs) yeah it's got to be yeah, it makes you really rely on alternative avenues of preparation. Like, are you prepared to just sit and wait and be, you know, mentally prepared to not catch a wave for 10 minutes and yeah. have other guys drop scores while you're just sitting there waiting for the best wave? Or are you prepared to, I don't know, just have to sit on somebody and deny them opportunities? There's, I mean, there's a lot to it. And it's not just just standing up and surfing and how good you are once you get up on the wave so i think that explains why some people don't make it that you'd think should and i guess it's it's competition too and because there's that conflict of leisure and lifestyle and and competition and you know wanting to beat someone some people just don't really see the point in it and they'd rather just surf and that's fine i mean i respect that and i feel like that sometimes myself but (laughs) <laughs> i also have that urge to try and compete and, and to want to win so yeah that's why i'm still plugging away <laughs> but that's de- and like, like that's definitely i guess same me when i was playing like footy here it's just like most of the part of it is just wanting to play and say that whole community feel is just having you know chilling out with the boys that's the best part of it and come exactly Saturday, you just can't be fucked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you just you just you just like, oh i miss i like you know, even show training's crap. I like being around the boys and that's the best thing about it. Yeah, for sure. No, it's the same thing. I mean, even if you just enjoy it, like for some people, it's, it's a real sort of spiritual thing and yeah. being out in the ocean and, and catching waves. It's, that's what they enjoy doing. And, and that's totally respectable. Yeah. And I was lucky enough, like I was saying before, one of my good best mates is just like a, love surfing and then lucky to have that misconception taken down as surfers it's just like it's a bit stereotypical they're just cruisers and they just go through the motions but then competing adds a whole different aspect to it like you said you know that's the competition side that some people just love like are you willing to risk it on this wave and just go hard or are you willing to hold back like 
and that's yeah. where a lot of my respect comes from as well, along with the other stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Now, what holds? I don't know. We could talk. Well, what's hold? What do you see the future like? Minus COVID, once you said, <laughs> how do you see the future of Australian surfing? Is it? quite a lot of like just young gun lads like you coming through the ranks. Is there um, anyone that you like not saying that you look up to, but should keep an eye out? Is there a good crop out there? I think so. Yeah. There's uh, in the last few years, there's been a whole heap of us sort of younger guys that I guess haven't been that. Um, we have, none of us have really been that next big thing and forecast to be the next guy on tour or anything. And, there's a whole heap of us that have kind of almost like banded together as yeah. just the underground battlers and we're, <laughs> we're just all having a crack. Yeah. And last year, a really good friend of mine, Morgan Siblick, actually qualified. And that was, he, he was going to give up the year before pretty much. He didn't wow. want to do it anymore. So um, I think there's a cool little contingency there and everyone feeds off each other. And there's a lot of really good young kids coming through as well. So I think... I think there's plenty of people still um, still out there for Australian surfing. It's yeah. not quite dead, <laughs> contrary to how some of the um, surf media tabloids might. Yeah, <laughs> might yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I th- I also think there's a lot of talent overseas as well, and it's it's, <laughs> it's becoming more and more competitive. I don't think um, we'll ever see Australia just dominate the tour ever again, like like um, it used to back used in the to, day, but. Yeah. I mean, I think there's still a lot of good guys coming through the ranks and, um, yeah, I still think there'll be people qualifying and hopefully we can see Morgan on tour do pretty well soon. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> starts up. Give the man a shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Now, All right. I'll, I'll let you go, Liam. I know you'll be tied up, brother. You might want to go get in the soup after this, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate you giving up your time. It means a lot to me, mate. We got there. It was a nice cruisy chat. I loved it, man. We'll keep in touch. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pat. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Cheers, brother. See you later. How about that for an episode, guys? I hope you all really enjoyed that one. Quick shout out to my man, Michael Peters, the man behind the camera, and also big, big love to 3RPC for allowing us to utilize the studio space. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. So big thank you. Please make sure you all follow at a chat with Pat on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast via Spotify and iTunes and please don't be afraid to leave a review. We are open to all feedback to make this as good as possible for all our listeners. Stay safe and all my love, guys. You.